Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, this guy still here, still doing it, John Wayne, that's right, here I am, still, still uh, secluded, very secluded in the east wing of Wayne Manor in the Library of Evil. I'm here with, uh, of course, my bottle bong, uh, never let me down, that's a true friend, to the end, bottle bong for life, and... Uh, <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Speaking of bottle bong, and a uh, little bit of Topo Chico here. Uh, I'm all coffeeed out for the moment. Not not really coffeeed out, but uh, I carelessly broke the GD coffee pot this week. Uh, actually, like three days ago, and it was uh, I, I was act I was I rinsed it out to make you know I was gonna make another pot of coffee in the afternoon. And I, uh, I, you know, pull, I had it in my right hand. I turned around to the other side of the kitchen, got something off of that counter. And when I moved back, I had the, the coffee pot was just like a half an inch too low. Uh, and I wasn't watching and I just, it just hit right against the side of the counter perfectly and just broke to pieces. So, uh, so that sucked. But because of that, you know, the last three days, I've uh, gone out to get coffee and bring it back, um, you know, and I, uh, my wife went the first day after I broke it, and she went to our, our local place, Slow Pokes, which is back open, shouts out Slow Pokes, uh, right here in uh, the, the neighborhood of the manor, and um, very close to us, to close enough to walk, so we like to go there whenever we can and support them, but they, uh, they don't open until 8 a.m., so I'm up, as you know, uh, if you've been listening lately with the dogs, earlier and earlier every day, right now we're, uh, we're at 6 a.m., a 6 a.m. wake-up call, seven days a week, via the dogs, to, to go on our walk, uh, let's, it might get earlier than that, but, you know, it's not, nothing's open, so the last, yesterday and today, after the walk, I went to uh, Starbucks just to run through the drive-thru and get some coffee. And, you know, I used to work for Starbucks years ago. If you, you know, a, a lot of you know I was a store manager for 10 years. I worked for Starbucks for 15 years total. So I've definitely had my fair share of Starbucks coffee, and, and I just would drink. Uh, man, I, I, that's where I part of where I got my bad coffee habit from. I think, but, but really it's also like ingrained in my fucking family blood, I believe, but you know, that around it, I could just indulge it all the time, but I got, uh, two venti dark roasts yesterday and today, just so I could have them to drink on of, you know, throughout the day, reheat them or whatever, and, uh, it's a lot, it's a lot, like, I forgot when, uh, when, uh, coffee, uh, you know, I just drink it black, so when it starts to cool down, the Starbucks coffee especially, it some of the roasts take on such a sour note that uh, I, I was just like, you know, drinking. I got to that point, and it was a dark roast. I don't know what it was, but it just got to that weird sour point, and I was like, you know what? I don't. I need to take a break from coffee right now. Uh, so that's why I'm not drinking coffee uh, on the podcast this morning. Um, although I did have some, so I'm okay. Don't worry about that. But uh, Grandpappy's medicine in the bottle blong always aims to please and always does a good job. I'm starting to feel the relaxed effects of. Uh, grandpappy's medicine even as we speak so uh but yeah so here i am back in the manor thanks for joining me for another week i i very much appreciate uh appreciate you guys being here and checking it out uh shouts out to all of my patreon supporters thank you guys so much for everything you do for uh just hanging in there with me and 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 uh supporting me and i, I very much appreciate it uh 
I get I give everybody uh, on my Patreon individual shouts out at the first show of the every month, uh, which we just did not too long ago. And um, you know, and I I just want to thank them every single podcast. If if you want to check out my Patreon, uh, go to Patreon.com/slash John Wayne is Dead, and any tier that you join gets you a lot of cool stuff. But it you. No matter what t- tier you're on, you get access to the other weekly podcast I do, the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast, which is where I talk to all of the people that I know from the road and in the arts, and uh, and it's a lot of fun, and it's uh, pretty much one of the few things keeping me sane uh, in this in these these dark days. But uh, if so, you get access to that. There's already 26 episodes, I believe, and uh, so you get access to all of them. And uh, as I've been doing every week, um, which this week is no exception. I've been putting in a you know a, a little chunk of of what the episode that also goes up this week on the Patreon uh, is all about and who I'm talking to, so you can kind of check them out as well. And maybe you're like, yeah, hey, I want to learn more about them, so you check them out, or you go to the Patreon and you know listen to the rest of it. But uh, this week is no exception. Of course, a little bit later in the show, I'll play a uh, a part of of who was on the show this week and and our conversation, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But if you want to, uh, you know, throw Uncle Johnny a, a couple bucks, go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead and you can join a tier or you can leave a one time donation if you'd like. And uh, I surely do appreciate every bit of support uh, I get. So anyway, this week has been um, I don't know, man, like to be honest, this week has just been kind of blah for me. Um, I know that's, uh, you know, a common thread amongst a lot of people. But, you know, I don't know, as we, you know, struggle to regain normalcy in this weird time uh as you know i'm in texas so things are opening rapidly here um but still i haven't uh really i haven't gone to uh anywhere really uh, at all um <clears throat> the shows that are going on it seems to be few and far between sparse i don't even know if we're supposed to be having shows right now but i've seen some stuff advertised and, and some stuff going on but uh most stuff is still being streamed and, um, you know, tuning in that way. If you want to watch something or, or some of the old shows I used to go to regularly have moved to online for the time being. Um, so, so yeah, I just, uh, <clears throat> kind of just working away this week. Uh, I did finish a very cool Halloween story. I thought, uh, I liked it a lot. We'll see what happens. I sent it to an anthology of, uh, Halloween stories. Um, <clears throat> I can't remember if I talked about this last week, but I'll talk about it anyway. I usually, uh, I don't really like to write Halloween stories, and you may be like, first of all, before I freak out, it's not, it's uh, not because I don't like Halloween, I love Halloween, Halloween's the best, it's the best ever, but it's kind of like one of those things where when Halloween comes, or it's it's that anti, like, punk, I think, part, you know, of, of me that's like, as soon as Halloween comes around, everybody and their fucking mother all of a sudden becomes a spooky bitch, you know, like, look at me, look how spooky I am, you know, but this is me all the time, like, there's some some of us who just live this all the time, our house looks like it's constantly decorated for Halloween, you know, you know what I'm talking about, all of you out there, and it's just kind of like, okay, I feel like all, all what I already write is is in the vein of uh, Halloween-y type stuff, but this this one it actually it was it was cool because it it just had to be set on or around Halloween so it didn't have to be like October thirty first it's going down so I wrote a, a cool little vampire story that I had a lot of fun with and we'll see what happens with that but uh, yeah and that 
and see that was one of the like the things that I uh <clears throat> you know cha- uh, challenged myself with. I'm trying to write things now that are a little bit out of my comfort zone just to stay sharp, you know what I'm saying? Like I look at the prompts that go up on these different sites um you know usually every few days or week or bi-weekly or something to show who's accepting and and i you know some of them are right up my alley where i'm like oh i got a story for that but some of them like this halloween one i balked at i i passed by that listing so many times looking at these prompts for different ones and i just kept scrolling by it because i was like i don't want to write a halloween story but then i was like why not what the fuck is wrong with you 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 should be king dingling halloween so fucking write the story and stop bitching so that's what i did and it was it was a lot of fun um you know it's always it's it's like that satisfying uh i don't want to go to the gym feeling but then you like next thing you know you're just you don't let yourself think and you just come to and you're in your car halfway there and you're like, damn it, you know, and you get there. But then you have a you, once you're there, you, you make yourself do it and uh, you're always better for it. I feel I don't know why I went off on some gym tangent. That's one of the things I did this week. I guess I I talked about last week. how I went back to the gym. I, I went a couple times this week and um, I think I talked about going back to the gym last week. Yeah, I'm sure I did. And it, and it was fine. Like I said, uh not a lot of people there still. I don't think a lot of people are feeling very trusting about going to a gym. And our gym is is small, man. I wish it was a lot bigger. That's what she said. But it was cool. I uh, I did lift weights, so I, I didn't feel uh, uncomfortable touching the weights. But what I but but this is what I was doing was, you know, they have all all kinds of cleaner, like way more access to. Uh, antibacterial like wipe down wipes and then they have all these rolls of paper towels with squeeze bottles of of um you know sanitize whatever the fuck it is you're supposed to clean every you know everything with so everything that i touched i wiped it down first then did the exercise and then sprayed you know wiped it down again and i was doing that pretty pretty hardcore with everything that i was using <clears throat> and i wasn't super paying attention to the other people around because I was listening to a podcast and just kind of in my own world, but I, I don't know if I was really noticing people being as diligent in wiping things like I was where, but I, so I don't know how, how that may go, um, with things there, but I'm, I, as for me in my house, I will wipe it before and after I wash my hands before I touch my dick. That was from a, old movie about the Don King movie on HBO fucking years ago. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So what was I talking about? The gym. Yeah. So that, that's what I did this week and, and, and wrote a whole bunch, uh, watched animal house with Nick P. I hadn't seen that movie all the way through. I don't think, uh, until then. And that, wow. It, it, it's like the movie that launched a thousand ships of that movie, like that kind of party, uh movie but man it's one of those ones where it's like oh yeah they couldn't do couldn't do any of this today it's pretty uh uh it's pretty i don't know it's it was it has funny parts but uh yeah so in doing that uh i've uh just been draw uh drew a bunch of shit that uh for this magazine that nick p and i are still working on it's been you know it's been uh it's been it's been tough i i'm there is just uh i'm starting to i get a little bit more stir crazy every day it seems like (coughs) and i'm 
I'm just tired of everything, I think, lately. I'm tired of uh, just this house. I'm tired of this town. I'm tired of being here. I'm tired of uh, not doing anything. I'm tired of having these old alerts come up on my calendar that are telling me where I should be this weekend. Um, I I'm tired of everything. It reminds me of like uh, the Lawrence Arms uh, album, Metropole, is a song called uh, YMCA... Uh, YMCA, the YMCA down the street uh, and the last line of the chorus is god damn this fucking town it's restless and I'm drowning and that's I, that encapsulates it pretty well for me right now Um, so it's just yeah it's just been been one of those weeks sorry guys but I did you know I did take some comfort in uh, in music and and I uh, as a lot of you know I've you know I've I'm a musician. I've played in bands for going on 20 years now. And uh, I love all kinds of music. Just, but there's certain albums. This is kind of like a twofer, because I'm going to tell a story about this album, but uh, it, it also relates to our story um, later on that I'm going to tell. But, you know, it's it's important, I think, to have these emotional touchstones within art, whether it's a book or a record or uh, a one single song, a movie, a TV, you know, any of those things, you know, that resonate so hard with you that they're able to kind of center you when you, when you feel like, uh, you know, you just need something um, like that. And I was reminded like this week uh, via a Facebook post, and I don't even remember how they got on this, but brought up uh brought up uh the pros and cons of hitchhiking by roger waters which is among my favorite albums if not my number one favorite album it's absolutely in the top three i would say um i was introduced to that record now if you don't know who that is roger waters is from pink floyd you know he's played bass and uh did a lot of the singing wrote a lot wrote a lot of uh pink floyd's music if not the bulk of it um but, you know, of course, there's all these stories about famously him being an asshole and hard to deal with. And, you know, he left Pink Floyd and David Gilmore took over that spot and all that kind of stuff you can read on your own. But his first solo record uh, was this record called The Pros and Cons of Hitchhiking, which is uh, it's a it's a theme. You know, it's a concept record that tells this story that goes through um you know, this guy is, it's by the minute. Each song is titled with what time it is. So not, you know, you get to see how little time has passed in this guy's reality as opposed to what's happening in, in is it his dream? Is it his memory? We don't know. It's one of those weird things. But uh, I was introduced to that record by my good friend, Todd, uh, Todd Carpenter shouts out. I don't, I, I, and I just, you know, got in touch with, with him over this record on Facebook. And I haven't talked to Todd in a while. Todd's an awesome dude. Uh, I know I'm, you know, met him years ago. I don't know if you're listening to this, Todd, but shouts out to you, my friend. Um, back when I lived like in Huntsville, going to college, I met I met Todd up there, and uh, then we ended up living in the same apartment complex in Conroe area, which is which was by where I was going to college. Anyway, he he has a great, you know, he had such a depth of knowledge for like m music and movies. And he had so many albums, like records. He had so tons of them. And I would go over to his house, and we would chill and like smoke a smoke a joint or two. And he would put on a record, and something I haven't heard, and always kind of like break it down for me um, a little bit and get me into. And, and this was one of the records that uh, 
he he played for me that I had no knowledge of. Uh, I didn't know anything. This was years ago when he played it for me. Um, I and, and, you know I like Pink Floyd like everybody else. I'm not necessarily uh, living and dying by Pink Floyd by by any means, but I do I do like me some Pink Floyd. But uh, he you know he played this this record just fuck just hit some something. Uh, in me that when I I listen to it and uh, you know just sing the words and 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 just I see the story playing in my head when I'm listening to this record, and it it stirs something emotionally in me. It's it's uh it's just that it's like that weird thing you can't really describe what that feeling is that you know these kind of things give give us whether it's music or or whatever. Um, but I, I think it's just one of those intangible, un- indescribable feelings um, because it's not like it brings me right back there. You know, uh, you know, I not that that's a bad thing. Like, to, it doesn't bring me back to the first time I heard it. It doesn't remind me of a certain time period. It's, it's not like that. It's just like real connection with the material, I think, rather than it, it what was going on around that which happens a lot to us as well you know we remember we heard this song because it was on the radio you know the whole summer of whatever blah 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 and so you know every time i hear it i remember that summer this isn't that feeling i'm not talking about that um which is which is totally fine but something different this is just some emotional god damn it um feeling and and you know this album it it may it goes through like a range of emotions for me. Like it does it's not like I put it on and I'm like, hell yeah, boom, boom, ding, bam. Cause it's not that kind of record anyway. It's just like I get into it, I'm like, all right, let's do this. You know, it's it's um it's not it's it's not even really a lot of songs in the in the traditional sense. There's kind of a, uh, the same musical theme plays throughout every single you know, throughout the entire record in and you know it it's just I don't know it's so different um, from anything I had heard at least at the time and I really connected to that record so we got into a discussion about it on Facebook a little bit just saying how much we liked it myself and Jared Barbie of uh, Death's Head Press shouts out he was you know very much into it and we were sharing our things about that and I I remember it, I was on a podcast on Rahul Rao's podcast shouts out Rahul called uh, Let's Compare Notes which the episode is still available. Uh, of, that I did with him where I broke down this entire album and we took it song by song and the lyrics and uh, I was very very thorough uh, on that and I kind of went back to that and was thinking about it and just uh, you know I have and honestly been listening to the album the last couple days like even this morning when I was on this fatal faded coffee run I had to go on I put that on and uh, I almost just wanted to get on the loop like the 610 loop and just make the whole loop so I can listen to the record um, in its entirety. But it's it's that kind of thing. Uh, but, you know, and that, that's going to be planned to our story later. But that was one of the things this week that helped me to kind of feel better or, or feel normal or take my mind off of everything else, really, I guess, uh, restored some balance uh, to me. Just to listen to that album, and I, I put on headphones – and really cranked it up, and I had some good, uh, some good Beats headphones that I put on, and uh, it was fucking killer. Just to sit in, I was sitting here in the library, um, <clears throat> I was drawing, 
and I just had that the headphones on just blasting it and I you know I had the doors closed and everything but I would there it would come to certain lines and I would just belt out the line like super loud and I can't hear myself at all because of the headphones and everything's cranked up so it's I'm sure like uh Katie my wife was in the living room just like hearing random you know shouts of like uh you know and put him to bed between two bits of bed you know she's hearing that like what the fuck is guy he's on one of his crazinesses again she just ignores it it's just normal but yeah and that really helped me to uh you know release emotion i guess just singing those belting out those things but you know this is also a record where it, it you know, you it's happy and sad and there's things and just listening to it really kind of stirred some emotions, made me, you know, tear up a little bit for the story and for like, just, I don't know, just how I was like, I'm glad I, I'm glad I have this record type of thing. Um, and that's going to tie into our story, uh, a little bit later, but I just wanted to tell a story right now up front about how that record kind of brought this week back, uh, back from the brink for me, I guess. And, and how those kind of things can do that and and we need to you know remember those things and go back to them when 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 we have rough times or just need to be centered again um or just want to feel feel that again i guess uh but you know it is you know that's the story of that that record so check that record out if you haven't and if you have that kind of record in your life or uh book or something you know hopefully you can relate to what I'm saying and know, know what I mean. And maybe you forgot about it. And you're like, Oh man, I need to go back and listen to that. I need to back and read that. And that, that'll help you out a little bit. <clears throat> um, all right. So I think we'll move right on into our, our tarot reading for the week. Uh, as you may know, or do not know, I do a three card tarot reading on myself before each show. I just uh, write down my thoughts for the week and, and then just kind of, Get, try to get a fresh perspective or or look at it differently through the prism of the cards. And uh, it's a lot of fun, and I like it. And if you uh, do like that kind of stuff, I also do a card of the day reading um, on my Instagram story every single morning, at um, John Wayne is dead. And then it goes to my YouTube page after that, so you can, yeah, if you missed it or, or want to you know, see what the whole week together is or just want to check out some stuff and learn some quick uh, tarot, th- you know, interpretations that's cool too so this week i um i was thinking my my, i wrote down for my thoughts this week uh you know trying to stay positively minded in every aspect um have a focused intent with what i'm doing you know um make sure i'm really using this time to focus on something exactly and don't let it go nuts to a billion different things um again creative problem solving i think that's very important right now for everybody ingenuity in my situation i put that's that's kind of like a hand-in-hand thing and that's just me trying to figure out how to go around different different uh roadblocks and and kind of uh just trying to traverse these new waters, I guess. So, uh, Roger Waters, if you will. <clears throat> so the first card I got was the uh, Seven of Cups. Now this is that this card. Uh, it shows a guy looking at the cups in front of him, and they're all floating in the air, and they all have some different kind of thing coming out of them, like money or you know uh, power or a dragon or you know, cobras, 
cobras uh you know and they all represent these different things and and basically this is about <clears throat> opportunities and choices because there might basically there's there's several opportunities that could be uh presented to you. you 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 have a choice now between some opportunities is a better way to put it uh it might be all of a sudden it might be by your design who knows but you have these here and um the thing about these is, is that you want to be, you know, as cool as that is to have a lot of options for, uh, especially for opportunity, it's important to uh, be careful when, when you choose those things because, <clears throat> you know, you may be somebody who's prone to illusion. Now, I'm again, I'm speaking of myself or the royal we, um, and and that's that's true. It's not, I don't think that's so far out of the realm to think, you know, you look at you're trying to discern what the right uh, choices and you look at something that maybe is really glitzy and, and going to give you some bump in, uh, I don't know, social status, whatever it is. And you, you want to go for that because your ego is pulling you in that direction, of course. But it's very important that we, you know, we really look at these choices and really uh, examine the opportunities because... Uh, you know, some of these aren't going to be all they're cracked up to be. Um, so, like, basically, during this time, before you make any choices, really take a take a moment or a day or a week or whatever you need to check in with your higher self, evaluate, uh, you know, really dig into these options and see, or you know, see what's what's really going on with these opportunities, and uh, and make sure that you're going with the correct, the one that's going to you know, bring you the best, op you know, the best results, not only immediately or in the present, but is also in line with the long run of where you're trying to go. Um, yeah, that's very important too. Uh, also, it's, it, it's, uh, this card is saying, you know, it's important to look at our ideas that we're having, um, not, not just what's presented to us, but the idea of what we want to go do and, and making sure that our ideas are grounded in reality. Um, and they can actually be done the way we we see them within this real world, right? So, you know, that when we're doing that, when that we get into that mindset, we also start getting into this next big thing, right? Type of type of mindset where, you know, it almost seems like every day you're like, you have an idea, you're like, oh my god, that's gonna be it, and you start working on it. Three days later, you're like, holy shit, I have the one, you know, and you're doing that, and then you're trying to do the other one too, and then, you know, you're going from thing to thing to thing. You're not finishing anything. You know, you're, you're, it's almost kind of like making, I, I look at it as like making an excuse not to finish because you, you can rationalize that this other one is a better idea, but it's, you know, that's just you kind of running in a circle here. So it's, it's important that rather than looking for the next big thing, <clears throat> pick something, settle on it and see it through. It's very important to see things through right now. And and if even if uh, and don't let don't let yourself be sidetracked, don't let yourself be distracted. Just get to get through one thing at least right now and see that you can do it. And uh, yeah, and um, oh, I was gonna say like and even if you you're like oh man, but I got these ideas, baby, they're popping. Okay, that's fine. Make a note of them. You know, put them. You know, make notes so you kind of have that ready to go in the chamber, but keep you know it's keep that main effort on what the the task at hand is and your main focus so uh <clears throat> there's
There we go. So basically, the whole thing of this card is move move out of the idea phase, move out of the choosing phase, pick something, make sure it's in line with where you're going and your higher goal. And, uh, you know, despite the pros and cons, because that one might be, while it's going to be in line, it might have some stuff that goes with it that you don't like, but that's just part of it. Um, so you have to accept that as well. Next card I got, Five of Pentacles Reversed. This is a... Uh, this is a card about uh, where it's, when it's upside when it's right side up, it's like financial loss, and this one is recovery from financial loss, uh, but also spiritual poverty. So, so this is saying that you know, the end of a difficult financial time is is approaching or is here. Things are things are happening. Uh, you're starting to see hope. You're getting hope back from seeing these things happen. Uh, you feel like. You know, you don't feel useless. You feel like life is worth living. You know, you're recovering. You, you're on the path to recovery or you see you, you've started the road to recovering this this kind of uh, financial situation. Um, but the thing that we need to worry about, and this is where we get into trouble, is when we place too much importance on those things, on financial things, material things, um, we're, we neglect our our spiritual well-being if you will and so it, it's a so with this card i like to say look at it like what everybody's worried about finances if you're i mean i that's just something i think is a pl pretty blanket statement you know especially right now with things being closed who knows um you know but that's something on everybody's mind my mind i, I haven't been to any cons that's how i make the majority of my money um so yeah it's on everybody's mind but we also have to think about at what what at what expense. Do we really need some of these things? Take a look at what, you know, maybe re-examine your needs and wants sometimes. And, and and maybe you're like, okay, you don't have to work 13 hours a day because, you know, those extra hours, you know, I'm getting some extra money, but it, it's not really, you know, I'm, I'm, unhappy i'm not i don't have time with my family these are all the spiritual things that you that get neglected when we when we put all this emphasis on the material or, or earning more money or how can i get it do it do it do it um <clears throat> so we got to be be careful of that uh and then when uh well okay i would say like when we fix you know we fixation on these kind of things like i said it's it's damaging to your soul it puts you in a weird mindset that that's not healthy for you. So, again, like I said, I what I do is kind of look at the needs and wants, cross some things off the list, and take the hit on some of those things. And, and this this is the hard part: is that we we need to trust that the universe will support us financially, especially when you're following your calling or your higher self. So, what, that's why it's important. To you know, go back to the seven of cups. You know, we make the right choice. We're, we're making a choice in line with our higher selves. And it may cost us a little more. We may have to tighten our belt, but you know, if we follow through with this thing, we stay the course. We can trust that the universe will take care of us and and make you know, help us to get through and make ends meet or whatever it may be. I know that's a hard hard thing to to think on or to you know easier said than done again, but. Uh, You'd be surprised. You'd really be surprised how, how things work out sometimes. Just give it a chance. Um, so, and then the third card I got. King of Cartoons. No, the King of Swords. 
Um, so King of Swords is, uh, you know, a sword is our intellect. We know that. That's our thoughts and, and stuff going on in our head. And that's what this is. This is a card of mental clarity and intellectual power. So um, you're someone who has, you have the courage and the intellect to achieve uh, to achieve to achieve what you desire. Um, so again, like putting this all together, you know, you, you make the choice with the first card. You make sure you're balanced and following through and in line with the the right stuff, uh, and not putting too much, you know, uh, emphasis on things that will, you know, spiritually rob you. And now, like you're saying, okay, so you've made the choice. You've do- you've made your choice. You're going ahead. You have the courage. You have the intellect to do this. Um, that's what this card is about. You know, this is uh, somebody wrote rules from a, you know, a place of authority and respect. Uh, you know, you stand, you stand firm with what you say and, and you believe in what you say and, and, you know, and you have conviction in it. And because of that, others pay attention. People trust you. Um, and if you have, particularly if you have, you know, with wh- whatever your opportunity going into, uh chances are you're going to work with a team of people most likely not most likely but sometimes but that's where you know this stuff comes in hand because you know you you all you want to help if you're these people are helping you 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 want to get the best out of them and you want to be a good leader to do that so that's why you you know having this conviction in, in your truth uh people will pay more attention people like that they'll gravitate towards that um you you know you you're able to perceive in your mind the truth um when you're when you're trying to figure something out you know there may be several different stories happening around something but you know you have this kind of discernment that you've used and you know you've sharpened in the past uh through other things where you you you've basically become a really good detector of bullshit is what it's saying and you're able to to identify that and dissect it remove it from the truth so that you can see the, the the full picture for what's what's happening without all the coloring and 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 fluff um with that also in that you're keeping your emotions in check uh which is something uh, is very important also with the, with the card of the day we had today uh which is on the instagram at john wayne is dead it's gone by the time you're listening to this but it was temperance and uh temperance is really about keeping those emotions in check and that's something I'm constantly working on is not having emotional uh, responses. And that's what this is requiring of us right now. Um, you know, it, it's, it's not, it's not that we're being, you know, you might be being un, unsympathetic or, uh, you know, or detached, but we, we really need to keep our uh, emotions from getting the best of us, I would say. And, and, really influencing decisions um or spur of the moment things um i guess so um you know again moving forward with making a choice that the king of swords makes firm well-researched decisions again he looks at the situation with impartiality is able to uh you know get a balanced and insightful take of it and, and you know that's what we probably need to do with these cups with what's being offered to us, you know, again, make sure we're really digging into these opportunities. What do they mean? Are they really going to work for me? Um, yeah. And, and again, it also talks about the vast skill set that, um, you know, you've built up and, and this King has gotten from past, uh, issue past, 
you know, uh, battles or whatever, however you want to put it, past, uh, you know, hard times that have caused a uh, created growth within and uh, to help to develop the skill set that you need to take on this this opportunity that you've chosen to take on, you know, and lead this team that's going to help you uh, do it. And um, yeah, you, you, you trust, trust that you have that the guidance and the skill set and the specialist knowledge uh, to, you know, think about all those things when you're making a choice. And, and I think, uh, you know, you will make the right one. So that that's our reading for today. Uh, I got something out of that. I hope you did as well. Um, yeah, I'm really, you know, it, it takes a little bit. I've been doing tarot, I guess, for about three years, maybe two and a half years, kind of trying to learn it. And it's getting um, easier, of course, as I hope it would anything would be for doing it that long. But the intuitive part really is starting to, uh, I guess, I don't know, blossom a little bit more in me where I, I, I can see the cards and kind of pick, I can pick out the intuitive things to put all of it together a little bit better. So I'm doing my best. I hope, uh, I hope you enjoying that. And I, I do thank you because I do get a lot of messages during the week that people dig the reading. So thank you guys so much. Um, anyway, moving right along, as I mentioned earlier, uh, on my Patreon, I do have a uh, second podcast that comes out every week that I do called the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast, where I talk to all of uh, my friends from the road and other artists and, and other, all kinds of mediums. And uh, this week was no exception. And I talked to some of my uh, con fam, uh, that's a convention family, for those of you that don't know uh, the street term, that's industry. Uh, so the... Uh, they are some of my con fam. I love them to death. They're from Tennessee. Uh, I'm talking to my good friends Amanda and Jeremy of uh, Sun uh, Sun Boutique, Sun Fun Boutique. Uh, wow, I'm such a good friend. Um, no, the Sun Boutique. They make all kinds of cool shit and uh, horror stuff, and they're on on the road constantly. And I see them, and uh, I, I they become very good friends. So I talked to them for a while about about conventions and the road and and their their whole uh, experiences. So. Let's listen to a little bit of that right now. Well, I mean, with Jeremy and I, you know, we had never, we didn't know anybody on the circuit when we started. Um, I had been to several cons and loved them and, you know, in the tattoo industry and everything. And um, I finally talked him into doing Full Moon uh, Tattoo and Horror Convention in Nashville. And it was our very first one and we almost got blown away from a storm at that one. So it was crazy. Oh yeah. You were telling me about that. Yeah. You were outside, right? Yeah, you had to like the outside down the hatches and shit. Yeah. Jeremy went upstairs and he came back down with his drinks and me and the other vendors are holding on to the fucking tent for dear life. And he's just like, Hey, what's going on? You know, but I had drinks. I was good. He was good. Yeah. He was feeling no pain. So, but I mean, it was a shitty circumstances. You know, we got moved three times during that convention because of just all the bullshit, but we just rolled with it because I mean, why get, why get pissed off about it? You know, I mean, it's not that they could help it. We could help it. So, and we actually met some pretty cool friends, um, that way. And we're just like, you know what? We did good at this. Let's see how far we can go. And when we look back to where we were, to where we are now, in such a short time, it's it's crazy. And, you know, you do, you gravitate towards different people. And, you know, it's that's, that is one of the best things about it. It's like you have this sense of family that, you know, 
if something did happen, you've got somebody there to have your back. And, you know, if it's a shitty show, they have your back. If it's a great show, they have your back. You know, for me, I mean, that's, that's how I feel, you know. And it's just a sense also, like, uh, I talk about this with um, my my other author friends that are in, like, within the same kind of circle that I'm in, whatever, you know, it, it's, I love to go to a city, like, and I talk to, like, my, stay with my friend Michael Allen Rose in Chicago, who also writes this, you know, because there's, you already under, there's an understanding between you that, like, there's no pretense of, like, Oh, uh, you know, well, I was working on like you guys are right, you know, you're right there, you know. And like when you were vending, like that is a very unique I don't I don't know like being on the road is is not for everybody. Right. It's just not. Uh I love being on the road and you know, but to have like that kind of stuff that keeps you going, otherwise it you can get beat up, you're mentally can get beat up if every week or every two weeks you're just driving and you don't know anybody it's solitary it's lonely you know it's good to have that nice you know love and support out there and uh plus like this whole year like a lot of these dates that i got that i was like where should i go were from like you, you know you, you amanda like suggested and also uh, you know as much as i hate to admit it admit it those florida trash ashley and kira got me a lot of dates um just joking guys i love you so much um they're not gonna listen to this. Fuck you guys. You want to? You don't even know what a Patreon is. You think I'm out here showing my dick on this thing? God damn it! Uh, but no, it's very important because uh, being on the road is a very interesting thing, and living on the road for extended periods of time is a very interesting thing. It's not for everybody, and I've done it like in these two capacities now, like with bands, and then like with you know with the books and and this. Um, but it's good to have that like support system. And, and we've had like uh, some good times. You know, when I was talking to the speaking of Florida trash, when I was talking to those guys like they uh, Ashley showed me this video on her phone of me like uh, I was on a table taking my shirt off and like <laughs> sing, like playing air guitar. And I was like, oh, I, wonder if I, I don't remember any of that. And she was like, how could you not remember that? And I was like, I don't remember a lot of things. I mean, I've got videos of you on my phone, you know. <laughs> That's the thing. I told everyone, because there's one, she said there's a bit, like, everyone has a video of me doing, like, the same tirade, like, rant. And yes. I want all of them to put them all together. I only have, like, I have Kira's. It's, like, seven and a half minutes of me just, like. I think my, I think one of mine is four. And then I have one video of you in Chicago, too. When you were in my booth, I don't even remember. Oh, yeah, my, I was shaking my ass. <laughs> you were shaking and, your ass. And they were like, that's not kosher. That's not kosher. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it. it is. It, it, the, living on the road is not for everybody. You know, and I've got two small ones at home, but thankfully I've got good family that watch them. You know, their dad watches them when I'm gone. And um, I always had to bring them something back. So as long as I do that, I'm good. But, you know, I miss. I miss being on the road. I mean, that's so fucking much, dude. Oh, I'm I'm just like I can, I, you know, my my wife my wife has said it best. She's like, uh, somebody said to her like, just or so she's something like, uh, is John Wayne okay with like being on the road so much? And she was like, yeah, he's suited for it. And I was like, yes, that's exactly a, a good way to put it because I am like in and and so many and. 
because I can be realistic, but I can also really push the limits. You guys know. Um, when when I was shaking my ass in your booth in Chicago, <laughs> I was on like three hits of acid, I think, and just what a time we had. That was an awesome night. Uh, that was an awesome night. And then also like the other, and then Atlanta, like I was, what was I ranting about? Singing my solo and oh, like, I think you were singing between a whole new world and under the sea. You did like a mashup on that. That's <laughs> right. They got them mixed up. I was telling about like, but it um, smiled so fucking perfectly. I mean, it did to us. I mean, we were all, you it, know, uh, yeah, but it just, it, it was perfect. Just perfect. That was a freaking fucked up weekend. That was the weekend of the wall jerker, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. The next day I told, like, uh, fucking Harry and Keenan and, like, the, the guys that I know behind the Days of the Dead scenes. I was like, this dude was jacking off and tell what was happening. I don't. He was jacking off in the in the hallway. Yeah. Paint the picture for me. A mental picture, please. <laughs> Picture. I'm gonna switch to this pipe now. I'm done with the bong. So I was the lucky, unlucky person to catch him. Okay, well, wait. We're at. We're at. Is this in? A, this is in Atlanta. In, the, in Atlanta at the hotel, weekend. like at Saturday night or Friday night. Saturday night, and we're all downstairs. The mood is right. We're all drinking. It's, is this it's before the shooting or after the shooting? A little right before. Yeah. Oh man, maybe that set it off, dude. You know. So I start walking to the bathroom, and there's like four girls in front of me, and they're just on their way. And I happen to see something out of the corner of my eye, and I look over, and there's this guy and this girl vigorously just going. Just I don't know. So I look and make eye contact with this fucker, and I'm like. I walk in the bathroom and I'm like, I didn't see that. I know that's not what I saw. So I'm sitting there trying to, like, you know, run run logistics in my head. Like, that's not what I saw. I know it's not. It's what I saw. So I come out and, and, and I'm like, this motherfucker is just wanked on the wall. Okay, so <laughs> what, what was the girl? Was she helping? Or was he just like, look at it, and was just like beating off against the wall while she just like was like, she, you can do were, it. They were shoulder, <laughs> they were shoulder to shoulder in this little nook, and like like face to face, shoulder to shoulder, or they were they both were like, facing the wall, like side to side. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Side by side. Okay. And he's jerking off, and she's watching. She's just watching. She's just enjoying the show, I guess, and. I go back traumatized and tell all those fuckers, which was the first, that was the worst thing I could have done. Uh, by that, I hope you mean the blurst thing you could have done. And by that, I mean the best thing because oh it is hilarious. But did you see the ejaculate leave his member? I did not. Good. I did not. I'm a doctor, I, so I. I just, but you know, then Jeremy caught the second half of the act. When the security <laughs> act <came>. two, <laughs> act two, Jeremy no. caught the second act when he went to the bathroom. So you can tell him what you heard. I mean, they were. I think they were trying to uh, uh, reason with the security officer as to why they were uh, cleaning the wall. And, and, yeah. 
What did they say? I don't even remember. Some cleaning. I'm just showing them this new cleaning technique or something <laughs> like that. Um, I have this, uh, a very, very dear friend of mine, Markeisha. Shouts out, Markeisha. I love her to death. She uh, used to be a pet sitter, like, you know, professional pet sitter. This was like probably 10 years ago or so. And she she told us this story a couple of times. And I made her tell it on another podcast that I did. But again, this is a long ass time ago. She, uh, her regular, like, house that she took care of these dogs at, you know, she came uh, at, at the time to do it. And uh, turns out that the husband, th- this is one of those, like, almost like a forensic files thing or something like he'd been fired from his job for like X amount of time and was just like, would be hanging out, killing time and hadn't told his wife. So think about that already. You're fired from your job. You haven't told your wife. And then he's at home, uh, on the couch, totally naked, jerking off to porn while the dog is on the couch sitting next to him. And Marquisa just walks through the front door as he is coming like and he just says i'm sorry i'm sorry and she like i was like what the fuck did you do she was she said she just screamed and put her uh, head down and walked outside um oh no no. that's pretty intense at least you didn't like you know see that all right there you go uh manda and jeremy from southern sun boutique see i knew i'd get it right um, I, I love those guys. They're great. So if you want to check out the rest of that episode, shoot on over to my Patreon and uh, check out uh, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Any of the tiers you join gets you access to that show and all the other ones and uh, plus videos of songs I'm putting up there now every week and all kinds of stuff. So um, again, that's patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. And uh, also be sure to check out Amanda and Jeremy at Southern Sun Boutique. Um, okay, so into our story for the week, which I, you know, as I said uh, earlier in the the podcast, relates to um, you know the way art stirring an emotion in you or or something like that, and um, <clears throat> you know this thinking about this record this week and and thinking about that kind of uh, effect things have on you. I remembered the first book that ever made me cry, and I will tell the story of it right now this is called I'm not crying everybody's crying so for this story we have to go way 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 in the way back machine to when I was in fourth grade now talk about things that you're like okay I remember I was there because of this I remember I was in fourth grade because we watched the Challenger explode when I was in fourth grade on television live. So I have, uh, I can remember that uh, time, and and just really I can remember the the area, I, like the rooms. Uh, I can recall better. So I just know that that was like a fourth grade thing. But uh, yeah, so I was in fourth grade, and I, um, you know, I was always in, you know, into reading a lot. I, I devoured books uh, growing up especially through elementary school. I, you know, I I was always into that kind of thing. And, you know, because of that, I would be in, had, this is not a brag, but I'd be in like the, you know, advanced level English or, you know, whatever language arts, the, you know, 
AP before it was that. I'm not sure. This is elementary school anyway, so who really fucking cares? But um, in in this in my English class or whatever they call it back then, language arts. I'm I'm not sure. We did a lot of reading, and um, we we had to read uh, certain books that were assigned to us. I remember. I, I'm pretty sure that we read Tom Sawyer. Or Huck Finn, one of those, because all the N-words were blacked out of the book, like with a marker um, that they gave, you know, because they, they would have like all the copies of the book in the classroom. And they would just hand them out to us during the class. So we'd like read the assignment there or, you know, the teacher read aloud a lot, which is what we're going to get into. Uh, so I remember that as well. So we read some books, you know, we were in some books, um, but my teacher whose uh her name was mrs cox c-o-x i know uh back then i didn't even know enough to make the joke but i wish i had she uh she was a cool lady uh, i remember nice teacher i thought um she read uh like i said read out loud to us a lot but one particular book that she read out loud uh was called where the red fern grows now if you don't want this book spoiled for you, then uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to. So if you, it's really that big a deal, don't listen anymore. But um, yeah, I know it's it's been a movie. I think it maybe maybe has been two movies since then. It's an older book uh, by Wilson Rawls, I think, I believe is his name. Um, and so she was, she's, I'm going to read this book, Where the Red Fern Grows. And, uh, you know, all you see on the cover, I remember the picture was like a, one of those paintings, old, old paintings as like a kid in like overalls, like country looking boy, you know, in the woods. And there's two dogs that are kind of like in the foreground of the cover, uh, you know, like um, bloodhounds or, or hunting dogs or something like that. And, and that's what the book was about. The book was about this boy who gets these brother and sister like two puppies after, right after they're born hunting dogs and he's he gets them from from you know basically as soon as they're born he gets these these dogs and he's a kid as well and this is this takes place back i don't know when you know in the old timey days i guess or, or not too old timey but I, I don't fucking know man maybe the early 1900s or something like that is when it's supposed to take place uh and so he lives on a farm with his family and he's got these dogs and the teacher would read us, I don't, I don't know, maybe a few sections or a chapter or so a day or every other day or something, you know, like that. She strung it out for a while, I remember. And uh, every day, you know, we're reading, she's reading it to us. We're all sitting around on the floor like good children. And it goes on how this kid, you know, as he's growing up the dogs are growing up with him and he's, you know, just, you know, they're, they're, they're learning lessons together. They're going through all the, you know, all kinds of stuff together. He trains them how to hunt. They're like his hunting dogs. He's, you know, and he's, he becomes a young man. He takes them out, you know, hunting and stuff. And of course, uh, there's, you know, some, an the antagonists of the story, I, I believe, are some asshole family that's always fucking with this kid. And, you know, we're going on, you know, there's conflict, there's a little bit of resolution. And when you think there's resolution, there's more conflict between the, the family and the boy. But 
at the end of this book, basically, these two dogs, and I'm, I hate, I hate this. I hate it. I hate it in books, movies. I hate it. Uh, but it just is part of it. Both of these dogs basically die. They give their lives helping to save their the the boy's life um, from these these guys, and it is brutally heart-wrenchingly sad um as a kid then i didn't see that coming you, you don't expect that you, you know yeah you see bambi and and dumbo and the mom dies and shit but that it's over like that's real quick and they they make thing thing of it and then you can move on right but this is how the book ends dude like it ends with these dogs dying and you've you know you, you feel We've been reading this all these weeks for however long, we're, you know, we're kind of attached to the story. You know, you kind of feel like you're going along as the boys growing up and these dogs are growing up and all the cool things they do. And and then this happens. And I, I didn't see it coming. And I, I just, it was, it hit me so hard. And as I'm, I'm, uh, you know, as the, teacher is reading i see tears are pouring down her face and you you hear it like off to the left somebody's like <laughs> you know and i i start to kind of look around and every single person is crying every single kid is crying i'm trying my best not to cry the last thing i wanted to do was like i cannot cry cannot cry cannot cry at a book you know but every single every single kid the teacher is like just pouring tears and we're all like experiencing this like a like it's like our dogs were ripped from us then um and it was just so raw and it really stuck with me for a long time and you know it might have been one of those things that who knows kept me like got me you know into reading and writing more I, who knows but it really did affect me. And it maybe, oh, it probably was one of the first things that made me think about that, like art affecting you in a certain way and, and how it's supposed to make you think about something or confront a fear like like that. Like that's death. Like nobody wants their dog to die or them to die. It's really, it was brutal, but so beautiful. Um, and, and it was such an awesome book. I really liked it. And uh, I have not read it since. And I don't know if I want to read it, to be honest. Because I know how it, I can just pull that up in my mind um, right then. But it's because of, you know, that that was a hugely profound thing and some other, you know, experiences that lead me all the way here where I'm n listening to a, a record that tells this sad, cr you know, brutal story uh, that is wrapped in questions and mystery. And I can feel some something that is like, yes, this is, this is good. This it's good to feel this way. It's I'm, this this is supposed to be how it is. I am supposed to have a reaction to this, and 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 uh, and I am supposed to be thinking about this. So, I guess I just wanted to tell that story. That I mean, that book was so sad. I hate to watch any movies or read things where the, especially where dogs die. Uh, I really can't handle it. Um, very much so I, I, I do shy away from it but you know like I said that that took me off guard and that was just it was 
as much as it sucks when the dogs die, it, it's it's such a uh, a harrowing story. It's such a good story. I don't know. Watch it turn out like you know, you go look up this book and are like, what the hell? This guy's an idiot. This book sucks. It's for stupid little babies. I don't know. Maybe I'm a stupid little baby, but it was sad. And, uh, and yeah. So, uh, I, I guess I just wanted to tell this because, you know, we have those things. I like that record, like the pros and cons of hitchhiking, like whatever book or movie that we just need to go to sometimes to plug into that wavelength i guess or frequency because it, it's like i said it's something i can't really describe um what that stirring is in you but it is it's there so um where the red fern grows uh sad but good but sometimes sad is good <laughs> So check that out. Uh, if you uh, if you can bear it, uh, sorry if I spoiled the ending for you, but check that out for yourself. Red, where the red fern grows, if you'd like, uh, or that record, the pros and cons of hitchhiking by Roger Waters, uh, very very good. Maybe you won't like it. I don't know. But uh, either way, I thank you very much for joining me for another week. Uh, you guys are great. You're keeping it, help, helping me keep it together. We're all helping each other keep it together here. So I thank you so much. Uh, be sure to go to johnwayneisdead.com to check out all the stuff I have going on. I know I said it before, but I'm solidifying those dates. They'll be up there soon uh, in their concrete, you know, engraved in stone Ten Commandments type fashion. Uh, but while you're there at johnwaynesdead.com, go to the shop page. All of my books are in stock. You can uh, order them from the page, and when you do, I sign everything and send you extra goodies uh, and all that kind of good stuff. But all of my books are also on Amazon uh, and Kindle, so if you want to check them out that way, go right on ahead and do it. I appreciate everything, uh, even just for listening to this show. Thank you so much. Uh, be sure to follow me at John Wayne is Dead on Instagram and Twitter, and watch my Instagram story daily for the card of the day. Uh, if you're into that, and uh, you can follow me on Facebook at my little old name, John Wayne Communale. So uh, thank you guys so much, um, and let's go out there and kick ass this week, and uh, you know, damn the man, save the empire. <laughs>